G'day, Matt. How are you tonight? Yeah, very well, thank you. Very well indeed. What about yourself? Yep, very well too. Uh, I can sort of start to feel the season starting to turn, which is uh, which is nice after a long winter. Um, so yeah, now feeling feeling pretty good. Um, so let's crack on and let's talk about um, last week and the Genesis Invitational. Um, a great wire-to-wire win from Jochen Neiman. Um, you must be feeling a bit filthy because uh, you called him actually on the podcast and said you just couldn't bring yourself to pay the money um, that he was uh, paying because some bookie, uh, some tipster had put him out and, and the market had jumped. And uh, yeah, that would have been three on the trot for you. So I, I'm feeling a bit sorry for you, to be fair, Matt. Yeah, I mean, that one's going to smart for a while. Um, do you know what the the worst? I'll tell you the worst thing after I had a bit of a moan about Neiman. Um, do you know what? Looking back, when you're looking at the prices for this week, and you've got some of the players that are the players they are going off at fifty to one, and you had a chance to back Neiman at the same price last week, obviously relative to the strength of field, but maybe it's a lesson learned, right? I, I said at the start of the season to you, didn't he? He wins at Quill Hollow, mm. and that was many weeks ago, and obviously it correlates beautifully with Riviera, and I had every every single intention of backing him heavily this year. When we talked about people to go really well and announce themselves this year, I said whacking Neiman. And yeah. he's going to have collapsed in price before I've had any chance to get any money out of him, which is it's frustrating. I'm happy for the lad because I mean, when you look at that performance, he just kept hitting exactly the shots he need, needed to hit. The drive on um, 10 on Saturday was unbelievable to hit get his eagle. Um, he hit a couple more. That, that just, when he needed to get that that little bit of extra breathing room, I think he chipped in on 15 when it got just a little bit edgy on Sunday. And ultimately, wire to wire at Riviera isn't done by isn't done by golfers that aren't going to be excellent players. So it does smart, but I did get a little tickle on uh, first round leader at 66s. So I'm not without recompense for Watkins week at um, Riviera, but I'll tell you the worst thing. And it's after time into a horrendous degree. Um, but I, I look back on my notes when I did my, uh, did my research at the start of this week. Um, and I've got written down two names, Cameron Young and James Hahn. And oh. I, said, I said no to them because I thought it was going to be an elite winner, which in the end it was. But the boy did good, didn't he? Cameron Young to stick with him all the way through. So it's it's a frustrating week, but it tells me uh, I've got my uh, I've got my rod in the right places, if you will. Yeah, you've got your eye in for sure. Uh, I'm glad that you got something uh, of even getting him first round uh, leader. That's good. Um, and you, yeah, you've definitely you're definitely seeing them well, as they say, because um, yeah, you you were quite. You were quite effusive in your praise of of Neiman and and liked him very much and as you say just couldn't bring yourself to to pay the price once the price collapsed but um yeah I mean yeah so I mean two on the trot and you called that one as well so yeah you, you're seeing them like a basketball so I mean that's great um and uh, yeah as I say you know these things happen you you go off things and then they they come and that's just the way it's part of the it's part of the treacheries of of um of punting, you know that you you can't uh, quite you know, sometimes um you know you, you miss these things. But good call on Cameron Young. Um, I this is the first time I've ever really he's really kind of popped up on my radar. Um, do you do you know much about this guy? Not a great deal, other than he hits it an absolute mile. And I I, I believe the reason I brought his name down last week. 
um, was that I started to think about he's got a bit of trend in form because he's been playing a lot, but in some really strong fields. I think he came 20th at Torrey, which yeah. is, I mean, it's no, no mean feat. And he's one of those players that's got kind of a trending game that it's, it's not breaking anything massive down, but what he's going to be, well, he would have been off at 200s prices, but he's not really got a weakness in his game. His approach play is decent. Off the tee, he's prodigious. And actually, he's a really strong putter. So I think that's enough to, well, I say his price has completely disappeared for this week, but it was enough for me last week to write his name down and just think, you know what, maybe he's shown that Torrey that he was uh, he's able to put it up and actually perform in some really good fields. Truth be told, I didn't expect him to come second at Riviera. No, but there's enough in that at those tracks, definitely that, that require a bit of meat off the tee to definitely give a second look. Oh, yeah, he, he's someone that's caught my attention all of a sudden, that's for sure. I kind of thought he'd do that kind of gallant, um, fade away kind of thing where he'd you know show himself well for three days and then just fall out the back of the tally on the Sunday, but not at all. Uh, he was brilliant, and so. No, he's you know certainly piqued my interest and made a made a believer out of me. I um, I didn't even know the kid and 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 had no had no thought that he was going to be uh, as I say anywhere near it on Sunday. So no, he did really really well, and uh, he's a he's obviously a, someone to really look out for. Um, my bets was stinkers to be honest. I had a terrible week. Um, the only guy who really kind of shone uh, was Sebastian Munoz, who was at two hundred and. Uh, no, 150 to one, and uh, so I was, you know, feeling pretty uh, good about him, uh, and he did quite well, but he just stumbled a little bit on the Sunday. I thought he might sneak a place, but he ended up finishing tied for 21st. So it was good effort for you know, at, at, at some pretty, pretty long odds, but I think he might even be more than that. But he was, um, yeah, he was my only kind of guy that did any any good. The rest of my guys were awful. So, um, yeah, no, not, not a good week for me by any stretch of the imagination. Let's just go uh, over the uh, over the actual results. Um, so, Jochen Neiman wins wire to wire. His first PGA Tour win, isn't it, Matt? No, he's won before. He won the Greenbrier, did he? He won the Greenbrier, so um, he has won one. I was thinking, is it his first or second? So, yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, but um, a, a prestige win. Um, gee, he had his game face on, didn't he? He, he looked so just stern and serious and no one was going to take that from his hand but um even though he's you know stumbled a couple of times on the sunday um colin morikawa came like a wet sail on the sunday um six under finishing 17 under for the tournament um gee when i just this morikawa man he is he's unbelievable he's different gravy when he gets that uh when he gets those irons going his his partner was still suspect but um but he was brilliant um, nonetheless so he finished tied for second with cameron young on 17 under who finished one under for the day adam scott he loves this course uh this riviera and it was a bit of a i actually could give myself a bit of an uppercut on scott actually because i thought about what when they were talking about it during the tournament and saying how much he loves it, I was thinking, of course he does. He, how did I miss that? He absolutely loves Riviera. Um, so that was stupid. But anyway, uh, he, he did really well, um, finishing um, tied fourth on 14 under, five under for the final day. He had a really good Sunday, Adam Scott. So he's, you know, someone to look at. You know, we all know how he loves Augusta. If he's, if he's in any sort of form, he's someone to just bear in mind as we get closer to Augusta. Victor Hovland had a, a stuttering kind of day, but a, but a good a good, good tournament, finishing tied fourth on 14 under with Adam Scott. Um, uh, Justin Thomas had a, 
and good tournament. Uh, it just it didn't quite fire on the Sunday for him, but he finished sixth on 13 under. Uh, Maverick McNeely finished tied seventh on 12 under with um, Scotty Scheffler, who had another good week. So that's two good weeks on the trot for Scotty Scheffler, a win the week before, and then uh, tied seventh this week. Um, CT Pan had a good tournament, four under for the final day on Sunday to finish ninth um, on 11 under. And then Chaz Reavy had a great final day, finishing five under for the Sunday, 10 under for the tournament with Rory McIlroy, Max Homer, who gave a good, a good defence of his title, to be fair. I thought he played really quite well. Had a bit of a flat Sunday, finishing even par, but finished 10 under and a tie for 10th. So, um, yeah, a, a great tournament. It's a, it's a great course, Riviera, and, uh, yeah, re- really enjoyable and good good for good for Jochen Neiman. He, he thoroughly deserved that win, and uh, he'll, um, you know, uh, get the feeling that won't be that might not be his last for the year as well. Um, so let's move on now to the uh, to the. We go from the west coast now. We on that west coast swing. We now swing to the east coast, and we're in Florida now for the Honda Classic. Now this course, this uh, PGA National, is tough as hell. Um, the, 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 there's always been a. Uh, this for me, I think, is probably one of the most challenging courses on the PGA Tour, uh, and. You've got that famous um, bear trap, the 15th, 16th, and 17th, which ranks as the fourth hardest um, stretch of holes in golf. Actually, it was interesting. I thought it was the, it was the fourth hardest. So I thought it was I thought it was the hardest, but actually, uh, it comes in uh, behind uh, Quail Hollow, 16, 17, 18, Pebble Beach, 8, 9, and 10, and Muirfield, 16, 17, and 18. And fourth is the bear trap here at PGA National as the hardest stretches in golf. So this course is not for the faint-hearted. It's a really tough course, dominated by water. It's a uh, par. Uh, past 70, 7,125 yards. I thought it was a bit longer than that, but actually it's only a past 70, so that's why it's hard. Um, four par threes, 12 par fours, and only two par fives. Uh, Bermuda Greens, um, George and Tom Fazio are the architects with um, renovations from Jack Nicholas. So this is no joke, this course. Um, uh, comp courses are Bay Hill, Innisbrook, Copperhead, uh, Concession, got, uh, Muirfield Village, Quail Hollow, Wailae, and Colonial Sea Island. So um, a lot of water. You have to be very accurate. There's some very long par threes on this course, uh, and uh, this is a this is a real tester. Uh, have you had any sort of uh, history or uh, feelings uh, on this particular course, Matt? Yeah, it's it's a course I've enjoyed before. I don't believe I've actually backed a winner here, but I did say that before Pebble, so you never know. Um, it's it's one of those courses where there's, there's something in me that doesn't want to take anyone too short, um, which I know you're an advocate of anyway, um, and you'll never really do that, but particularly here because it's a course where there is variance brought into play more than your typical PGA course. Um, you play somewhere where... It's a usual birdie fest, or not even that, but there's never really that that ultimate threat, even though somewhere like in Phoenix, there's the odd hole where you might lose your score. Here, there's, I think it's 13 holes where water's in play off the tee. Mm. That makes such a difference. Um, I've definitely been in the position of checking the leaderboard on one hole and thinking, you know what, he's going all right. And the next hole, he's gone double, triple. And yeah. he's completely out of it because it is possible if you don't keep it tidy off the tee it's possible to lose your score extremely quickly. And I quite like that in a sense, definitely for in-player punting, because you've kind of, there's always that that factor of the, the, the guy in front might drop a couple really quickly and bring everyone else back into play, um, which maybe wasn't the case at Riviera, um, despite it playing tough. 
Um, and there's a possibility of checking the leaderboard halfway through Thursday and three of your guys having absolutely lost it for the week after nine holes. So I quite like that sense of jeopardy on a golf course. You'll hear a lot about the bear trap, but there's a couple of really, really tricky holes in their own right. Like you say, some long par threes. And I think it's number 10 um, at PGA National. That that causes all sorts of players a lot of problems. So I quite enjoy the tournament. It's You know that I like these sorts of tests much more than the... The, the 25 and, and under tests that you're going to have to birdie everything to win. Mm. Um, it's a true test of golf, but at the same time, it's a bit of a travesty when you look at the field, isn't it? It is. Um, uh, yeah, I was a bit underwhelmed by the field, uh, but but and, and then I I was underwhelmed by the field, and then I thought, no, hang on, uh, look at it from a you know from a punting perspective. There's it, it, there's some yeah there's some opportunities there I think uh, for perhaps some long rods guys to maybe have a sneak so yes I agree with you on one level Matt and then on the other level I think well hang on let's see if we can make some hay here do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah a fair point I think it loses out doesn't it being sandwiched where it is in the calendar obviously after after Riviera people want um, a couple off maybe I think Bay Hill is going to be the same next week it's not going to be as strong as you'd like mm. um, and then obviously the players everyone's going to lead up to that and then then Masters season and everything that comes after um, I do agree there may be some opportunities but I think what What's happened because of the lack of strength up top um, is the good players are far too short. Obviously, Sung Jae is by far the most likely winner. Ooh. But at 14 to 1, he's never going to be 14 to 1 again this season. So yeah. it's enough to leave alone. Yeah. Um, and players who are absolutely undeserving of odds that are around the 30 to 1 mark, Keith Mitchell, for, for all that I love him at the track and he's got every chance of doing well here, Keith Mitchell at 30 to 1. I mean, he's going to be over 100 most time he tees it up this season, apart from when it's in Florida. Um, and I think that works both ways as well. When you're, when you're 100s plus, there are players that maybe if we're padded out at the top, you'd be getting close to 150, 200s on, which you're going to have to swallow a smaller number. Um, which is why I, I will apologise now before I'd say my picks. I think it, it, my picks are much of a muchness this week. And truth be told, I don't absolutely love them. But there we are. That's where I am this week. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting uh, that you say uh, that you don't particularly, you know, you don't absolutely love your picks. And I was, I'm you, as you know, I'm I'm a real value hunter, and uh, so you would think that I would be, you know, value like triple figures all over the place here. But I'm not this week. I'm a bit shorter than I would usually be. In fact, I'm a lot shorter than I'd usually be on a couple. So, um, let's see how that works. I mean, uh, I'm just a bit. There's a one particular golf here I think is going to go really well, but he's at he's at no price at all. But I'm gonna I'm gonna have a go on him anyway. Uh, but anyway, I'll I'll look I'll let you know about that in all in due course. Uh, since you were the man on the roll with two wins lately and just missed the third, I'm going to give you the floor um, and tell me who you like this week and why. <laughs> Do you know how I know I don't love my picks this week, Craig? I had to double check who they were. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I could tell, I could give you a rhyme and reason for every one of them and tell you why they're going to win. I've just had to put a page to make sure. <laughs> but we'll get back in a. Um, yeah, as I mentioned, PGA National is going to be. Long hitters have gone well here. So I've picked a couple, or I thought I was going to pick a couple that would be extremely long. Um, I think seven out the last 11 winners have been in the top top 10 driving distance. You look at the role of honour, you've got people like um, Mitchell, Kepka, um, Justin Thomas has won here, but you've got lesser golfers like Brandon Hagee and Luke List um, that have also come second, I think. 
Um, scrambling is an odd stat because it's the combination of around the green and putting, right? But it's when when players have to use that under pressure. Um, but something daft, like of the players finishing top five, 40 out of 50 have been um, in the top 20 scrambling. So if you can't get it up and down from around these greens, you're just not going to compete because despite the greens being a little bit bigger than usual, you're going to have to, um, especially if the wind blows um, now, ultimately, the wind isn't going to blow as hard as, as as I'd like it to, I don't think, especially for one of my picks. Um, but wind exponents generally do play quite well here. You only have to look at Matt Jones have won it last year as a good example. It's no coincidence, I don't think, that three Open champions have won here. Yeah. Um, and there's some nice correlation between some other coastal tracks in Sony Open at Wiley. Um, even Bermuda, I think, is a useful um, one to look at. But we'll start with the picks. So... Weirdly, my picks are all about the same price, bar one of them. Um, they're all pretty much 60, 70 to one. Um, and I've talked a bit about one of them. Um, the first is Cam Young. Um, Cam Young at um, 66s. Um, I've taken him six places just because there was a bit more juice. He was 50s elsewhere. And uh, we talked about his exploit. Absolutely a chance, right, that that he might just be burned out from that. It's going to take a lot to compete for that long at such an elite course um, with such an elite pack chasing you. But at the same time, his stats are trending. And I think driving distance is rewarded more here than most, as long as he can keep it in play. Um, and he is number four on tour driving distance. It's been hitting his irons well, especially last week. And actually, he's in the top 20 in this field in scrambling. So that combined with a bit of trending form of 40th, 20th, 26th and 2nd, is enough for me to chance him. And he competed at a really tough course in Torrey Pines in a much better field than this and came T20. So why not? Let's keep the let's keep his his little run rolling. I think 66s is more than enough price in this field, despite him going off at 200s last week, because there is still a chance. He's only 24 and he's got a history on the, the corn ferry of playing well weeks in a row. Um, there's more than enough chance that he's actually just a cut above the West at this price. Um, might be wrong, but as I say, we'll, we'll pay to find out. He's 66 is, is the first cab off the rank. Um, my next two, I kind of hate myself for putting up. Um, so I'm going to talk about them kind of in the same breath, even though they're very different golfers. Um, they're Denny McCarthy and Lucas Glover. Um, both have kind of decent course form. Denny McCarthy came third here last year, um, whereas Glover... Um, came fourth a couple of times and he's also come, basically he's been in the top 24 out of the last five five appearances here, two of which were top fours and he's been playing alright lately, He's been his irons have been in and out but if he catches a good week um, then he'll, he'll absolutely be in business his approaches have been trending for a while he's an excellent um, green and regulation player, he's going to hit the ball well tee to green, it's about catching a putter for Lucas Glover, um, whereas Denny McCarthy, we know what his putter's like he just needs to keep it in play but he's got some sneaky form, um, he did miss the cut last time out at Phoenix um, but it's not exactly the sort of test I thought would suit him and a 16th and a 12th before that is enough for me to chance him um, combined with his, his relatively good course form um, my fourth pick is someone who I've absolutely never backed before and I never thought I would, um, and it's Knox. Um, I think there's something about Knox this week. Um, while I, in the past, he was T7 this year at the Sony Open, but his approach play numbers are are better than they've ever been. Um, he's eighth um, on tour since the, since the turn of the year in approach play, um, and he's third in greens in regulation, which are quite standout figures really for Knox because he's not really one who you'd think would be an elite iron player. Um, he's come third and second here in the past. He has missed the cut a few times but, um, post that at this course. 
and I'm kind of was hoping the wind was really going to blow because um, being a Scot, despite him basing himself in America, he often plays better in tougher conditions. So if this gets one, if the wind really blows in, in minus six, minus eight, more, uh, more all the better for, for Knox. But yeah, he's one I never thought of be backing, but the stats stood out and he's 60 or one. So I've had a bit of a punt. Um, and my final pick is going to be Grayson Sig. Um, he's one who I put up earlier in the season, I think, and he's attracted a little bit of interest earlier in the season. But I think he's kind of like Cameron Young was last week um, in terms of his stats not being shouted out, we're going to win this, but they are absolutely shouting out that he can cope with this test. Um, he's 125 to 1, so there's a bit more juice in his price. Um, and if you look at on tour this season, he's 52nd in approach play, but you've got to think probably 30 players ahead of him aren't going to be playing this week because they're going to be the elite ones who played at Riviera. Um, he's about in the top 15 in this field in scrambling and the top 15 in this field in greens and regulation. Now, that to me says he should be closer in price to the rest of my golfers around the 70 to 1 mark. And we know he's not a massive name. He's only come off the KFT last year. Um, and he's got all right form, 32nd, 25, 34, 33. It's not breaking any doors down, is it? But it's enough to say he's playing consistently well and this is really a sort of course that you might just have to play consistently well. So Grayson Sig um, is, I apologise, he's my second last one, but I need to say nothing about the last. It's Chris Kirk. You know my love for him. He plays well at the course. So, yeah, Grayson Sig and Chris Kirk. I do apologise about it. Six picks. I try to stick to five these days. But there we are. Yeah, I, I, had, a, I had a bit of a moan about that actually in my on my blog this week right uh, there are some guys out there you, you're you're pretty good you you generally top out at about five uh, i try and i try and i try and top out at four personally i've actually broken that rule this week and gone to five but um i try and top out at four some people out there in these in the world of golf tipping is, uh, are uh, are tipping out like eight golfers a week which is to to me is absolutely ridiculous because a it, you, it just becomes exponentially easier uh, if you're tipping out eight guys in a field. Uh, it means and, you can boom it when they win, doesn't it? Yeah, says. and then they and then they like uh, they make a big noise when they they win or they even they place. You know, you know, eight golfers in a field to me is it, it's a bit faintly ridiculous. I have to say, it'd be uh, kind of fine, wouldn't it, if they were all like two hundred to one absolute bombs? But I do. It does great when the first one is eighteen, the second one is yeah, twenty-five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, there's one particular guy who puts out about ten, uh, and I just think, oh, for God's sake, uh, you know, what are, you're just picking half the field here, you know. So uh, I just have a bit of a an extra grind with people who put out, you know, six to eight to ten uh, week upon week upon week, um, uh, you know. And just as you say, half three of them might be, um, you know, inside, tw- you know, like twenty five to one. So. Uh, and and the other reason I don't like it is because uh, a they they make a big noise when they when the when the when when they win. Well, it's not it's not hard to get in the money when you're picking eight to ten golfers. And second of all, it's not. I think for the reader, for people who actually follow some of these guys, uh, you, you're not. You, we don't all have the bankroll to put on you know eight to ten bets on on golfers. You know, I, I think uh, like you know. You're, you're good, uh, you, you know. As you say, you generally top out about five. I try and top out about four, Bec- and I do that because a I'm trying to look for value, but b I'm 
you know, I, I operate off a limited uh, bankroll. I think most people do. So if mm. I'm going to make a recommendation, I want it to be, A, give it some value. So if a guy wants to put a couple of quid each way, then he can hopefully, you know, it might might stumble in once in a while. And B, he not, he's not going to spend too much money trying to cover half the field. Uh, I just think that's I just think that's a little bit ridiculous. So that's my little moan. I must be, I must be getting old. Um, <laughs> so my, my, and so in saying all that this week, so uh, talking about value, I've broken my first golden rule on my first pick this week um, by going way much shorter than I usually do. But I'm, I'm pretty bullish on this guy this week. I'm more bullish than I'm usually would be. Uh, my first pick is Tommy Fleetwood. Um, he's currently at 20 to one with star, star sports bet. I, why do I like Fleetwood? I like Fleetwood because he's had two placings here, uh, that uh, two starts at PGA National, and for a third and a fourth. So that's some going at a course that is a really testing track. His form this season has also been quite promising. He's finished 12th and 8th in his last two starts. And I think if there was ever an opportunity for Tommy Fleetwood to register his first PGA Tour win, this could be it. Uh, I think that I, I hate the money. I hate his odds, but I'm I'm going to back him because I just feel that he could actually do the business. I think he, he looked good in the Middle East when I saw him on the European Tour this year. He's had good form here. I I just feel that he could do quite well this week, and so I'm going to break my golden rule and and you know of trying not. You know, I generally try not to go below thirty to one, but I'm going to back this guy at twenty to one and just damn damn it because I just feel so strongly that I think he's going to go well. My next bet uh, is um, my friend and yours, Keith Mitchell. Um, as you say, you, you mentioned Keith Mitchell. I I, you know, and I agree with you, Matt. His money is, for want of a better word, shit this week. It's uh, I got him at thirty-three to one, uh, and so yeah, uh, it's not inspiring. And and uh, and his odds have been much better. But I've, you know, that I've been following this guy uh, this year. I've been punting this guy this year, and and he. He, for me, he feels like he's trending towards a good performance this week. He's amassed three top 10 finishes already this year. He's a winner at this event. Uh, he's been crowned champion in 2019. He's a talented player. He hits at an absolute country mile. And I think if he gets away to a good start, he could be right there. 33 to 1, is that good value for, 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 for Gary? I mean, for Keith? No, it's not. But in this field, at a course that he has played at floor and won, and he's having a good year. He's he's having a good year. I've punted him two or three times this year, and he's just finished outside the top. I mean, he's finished 10th and 12th or something like that. He's finished all around uh, the top of the leaderboard. Uh, and so he's having – I think he's playing really well, and I and I think he's – I think he could get the job done, but I hate his odds. But and as I say, so I'm, I'm going against myself here, against my better logic. Um, but you'll be happy to know the next three are kind of more in my sort of wheelhouse in terms of odds. My next um, guy is uh, Gary Woodland at fifty to one with Star Sports. Woodland, I, I I'm having to put a lot of faith in Gary Woodland because he's had a he's had three starts this year. He's missed two cuts, and I think is and I think he got a a, a top the uh, top twenty or top thirty. So his He's working his way back from a pretty injury-ravaged cut last couple of years. He's still trying to find his A game. I I know that. I can see that. There's been some encouraging signs. I think if he gets it all together, 
I mean, he's won a U.S. Open. This guy's a U.S. major winner. He won the U.S. Open in 2019. He has a strong record here. He's finished, I think, second and eighth here in the past. So this guy is no, no mug around this course. He's a long hitter. I'm just waiting for Gary to come good, I, I, and, and and I'm and I and I'm going to stick with him. I I I really laboured over this one. I was really thinking I wouldn't take him, but I can't not take him. I just I, I think he's going to come good. Uh, and I stand to be corrected, and I've been wrong before many, many times. But I'm I just there's something there's a little voice in the back of my head saying just stick with Gary. He's he's coming right. So I think if he brings his A game and, he, and he's healthy, uh, he's he's working his way back to some form. I can feel it. So I'm just gonna at fifty to one. I'm I'm just gonna stick with him. Um, my next bet is Michael Thompson. Uh, Michael Thompson is at seventy one with Star Sports. I've been he's been really wild this this year Thompson in terms of his form he's he's been from the sublime to the to the ridiculous he's finished he's finished fifth this year and 11th this year and he's also missed a couple of cuts every time I back him he misses the cut every time I I like him he he does and I don't bet him he bets he goes well um so he'll probably miss the cut again this week because I'm going to put the curse on him and back him but I just think he, he he's done well here in the past um, he, 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 when he's in the mood, he's he's impressive. I think a, a very good player, Michael Thompson. When he's in, when he gets away, and he's in the mood, particularly on the greens, he's a very good putter. Um, so because he has a solid record here, because he's actually played quite well in the last few weeks, fifth and eleventh. So okay, he's missed some cuts too, but because he has good course form here, and because he's seventy to one, I'm gonna I'm gonna back him. I think that's good each way value for Michael Thompson. And what is not a star-studded field. So I think that, that gives him a good shot. And my last one, and I wouldn't, this is a real, real speculator. Uh, it's a, just, I'm just going to throw it out there for someone who likes, hey, uh, uh, Richard Rowinski, he's 300 to one with star sports. <laughs> 300 to one. I just can't turn that down. He's got no form to speak of. I wouldn't. I would not recommend anybody put anything more than a couple of quid each way on this. But just because he's three hundred to one, it's eight. I've got him at eight places. Uh, I just can't. I just can't turn that down. Uh, I think he's a better golfer than three hundred to one. So um, that's a real. That's a real speculator. And I and that one I wouldn't take. You know, I take it with a real big dollop of salt that one. So don't, uh, you know, don't uh, pay too much attention to that one. I, th- I but I do feel quite f- bullish about Tommy Fleetwood at the other end of the market. So um, those are my picks this week, um, yeah, and, I, and I'm a bit like you. I, I don't. I don't love any of my picks apart from Tommy Fleetwood, and I don't love his price. But I'm just going to do it anyway. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think. <sighs> If if you were to look at my long list that's in front of us, Craig, you've picked three of the ones who were literally just missed the cut. Um, and yeah, Thompson, Mitchell and Woodland, despite me thinking he's no price, I agree. Mitchell's gone really well here um, and he does he makes out brilliantly for the course. He's won here before. Um, likewise for Thompson and Woodland, I think those are two players who, if they continue and show any any vein of form similar to this over the long term. They're not going to be going off these sorts of prices in this sort of field. Um, So, yeah, I I don't mind them at all. I've not backed them this week, but I can absolutely understand why you have. Um, And the Varensky pick, I did see your tweet earlier in the week, and I managed 900s on Betfair, so I've had a couple of half quid, (laughs) 900 to one win only on our our mate Richie Varensky. 
Yeah, things. well, uh, yeah, I, I saw that on the machine too, when I knew, but I thought, no, I, I can't see him winning. Uh, he might do, he could do. Who, who, I mean, stranger things have happened at sea, but I, uh, I just, I just thought, I, I, I'll go each way on him because I just think, uh, as I say, Star Sports are doing eight places now these days, which is great. So I, I just think eight places at three hundred one. Why not? It gives me something a bit of a, a bit of an interest. So each way, you know, what I play. Yeah. Um, but, um, before we go, I'm gonna. It's a, it's a bet. It's in the first round lead market um, yeah it's one that i thought it doesn't make any sense because actually he's not playing very good golf at the moment to back on an outright i think he's missed about four or five cuts but brandon hagee has come in his last four starts he's come second 21st and 21st wow. um, he has missed a cut in there um but he's prodigious off the tee any of his other numbers aren't actually great but there's obviously something he likes about this course um he's about 150 to one i think as a first round leader bet um, he's gone well before here. He's he's a bit of a fast starter generally at a tough course. So yeah, if anyone's interested in an absolute punt on a Thursday, I'm going to have a couple of quid or half a point on Brandon Hagee, first round leader. Okay, that's a good shout. Before we go, um, I'd be interested to know the narrative. Um, it was interesting uh, over that Saudi tour over the weekend, wasn't it? It seemed to really, um, <laughs> it seemed to really um, run out of steam on on a uh, on about Saturday and Sunday as sort of senior players started pinning their colours to the mast. It seemed to go from being quite a threat to crumbling to dust, really, didn't it? Yeah, rats leaving a sinking ship. I yeah. Reckon. I mean, the wording of those statements was particularly telling. Um, it just leaves poor, poor old Phil stood on his island, hoping everyone's going to come back and play with him. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Rory McElroy's criticism was particularly scathing of him, wasn't it? He's good, Rory, in press conferences, though, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't mean to offend, however. Yeah, however. <laughs> yeah. diatribe on how, how ill-moralled and horrendous it was. Uh, but he's, well, he's not wrong, is he? Um, and I think as long as the majority want to play on the PGA Tour, hardly anyone will defect because they know the, the cost of that to reputation, the cost of that to, to being able to get sponsorship and all the rest of it. Um, but it is really interesting that almost uh, DJ and Bryson's statements came shortly after the likes of Morikawa and a couple of other really up-and-coming sort of new faces of golf have said, actually, this is where we want to play golf. So it's almost like everyone's thinking, oh, hang on, I don't really want to go and play with the over-40s tour and Bryson. And after that point, they uh, swiftly reneged. So we'll see how long it lasts. Apparently, I've listened to a couple of podcasts about it. Apparently, they still plan to go ahead. They've got They've got dates in the diary and they'll have a playing roster, what that'll look like, I think remains to be seen. It will largely be, um, yeah, the, the pre-Champions Tour. Oh, I'd better get my clubs out then. I'd better, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd better, I'd better dust off my clubs. I mean, there could be a future for me uh, in the, on the Saudi Tour. Yeah, it probably pays better. pays better than uh, any other job going, doesn't it? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, well, as you say, look, hey, if they're going to pad out their... If, thing with Juniorman uh, who can sort of um, a bit of a payday then fine but I, yeah I think it's completely lost steam and uh, I thought the, the the one significant one was Dustin Johnson when he kind of uh, said no I'm alright thanks uh, I thought oof that's uh, that's over for you guys then because he was really the last of the of the kind of what I would say the, the marquee players that um, once, once he pulled out i thought okay that's it um but yeah no, yeah uh, and it was interesting so i thought it was funny somebody said um it's not the first time greg norman's fallen over on a sunday <laughs> <laughs> very true very true yeah but anyway um so yeah i think that's uh 
well, let's see what happens. But I, I think that's all she wrote on the on that. As you say, there may be some tour, there may be some dates, but I think it's going to be a little bit of a, as you say, a bit of a, a, a maybe a, 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 a pre-retirement tour. Um, but let's talk about PGA Tour. Um, yeah, I, I think that the yeah, as I say, this is a stern test at PGA National, the Honda Classic. It's always a real grind. If the wind kicks up, it gets really tough. And and as you say. I wouldn't be too worried if your golfer doesn't start too well on the, on the Thursday because there's a lot of water around this course and, and scorecards can get wrecked uh, really quickly and, and uh, someone maybe who has a slow start can build their way back into it. So don't don't despair too much um, because I think, uh, you know, it, 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 uh, this could be really a bit of a grind, especially if it gets, if it, if it gets a bit blowy. But um, all the best. Thanks uh, to our sponsor, Star Sports. Thank you t- to you, Matt. Uh, and uh, thanks for all of your help and, and your contributions. And let's convene again next week and see how we end up. And hopefully uh, we can get back on these winning ways. Absolutely. Let's get another winner in the bag. Good luck for the week, Matt. You too, mate. Thank you. Bye-bye.